0: What is going on? It's Saturday. I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. It's Saturday. I'm in a great mood, and I hope you guys are as well. And uh, we're going to get this episode rocking and rolling. If If I think correctly, this is episode number 15. 15. We're five off from 20. That's a lot of episodes. I'm, uh, I'm glad I've stuck with it for this long, so and I'm glad you guys are still listening to this wonderful podcast uh, that is known as the Freedom Falls Podcast, the only podcast in the world that promotes free living and happy thinking. Let's get into it. Um, this is the one of the first weeks where I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about, um, but that's kind of... That's kind of the good thing about improv because it usually turns out to be pretty good. Or, well, you know, at least I'll cross. I hope my wow, I just mixed up all my words there. I, what I meant to say was, I'll cross my fingers and, um yeah, see where things go. So that's what we're gonna do today. Didn't go thrifting this week. Uh, you know, kind of slacked on that a little bit. Um, but one thing I did kind of get the idea for, like literally five minutes before I hit the record button on this thing, is um reading off questions from the big book of If. I actually bought this book from the, um. Uh, what's it called? My school is like having a sale of old books that they were throwing out or whatever. But like low key, I don't think the teachers even like looked inside this book because like there's some questions that like high schoolers and like middle schoolers should not be reading. But it's a great, it's like a great, great book about like learning about people, and I don't know. I just feel like it'd be such a good book. It's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but like questions, if that makes sense. So that's what I think we're gonna to do today. Um, and maybe some of those questions will spew off into topics. I have no idea. I have no idea. But we're just gonna we're just gonna rock and roll and uh, yeah, see where that takes us. So I have the Big Book of If right here. Um, I looked it up because I just love this book so much. Uh, it's by Evelyn McFarlane and James Saywell. I hope I said that right. Definitely looks right. Um, Yeah, so anyway, so... Uh, and there's dust on this because I haven't opened it in a while. But apparently there's like three editions of this book. And from what I can tell, I have the one with all the versions in it. So I guess that's cool. Um... Okay, so, ooh, ooh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm like thinking of how I'm going to do this, okay? So let's see, there's 300 and 389 pages. So what we're going to do, we're going to look up a random number generator, right? Random number generator through, um, let's see, zero to three, what was it, 387? Yeah, 387, okay. 387. And we're gonna do this, and then it's gonna generate a number for us, and then that's the page I'm gonna flip to and pick a question off of the page, because I think there's multiple questions on the page pages. Um, but yeah, all right. So we got our number generator pulled up. Oh, man, I'm excited. This is, this sounds like a really fun idea, so I'm, I'm excited how this is going to go. All right, 0 to 387. Our first number is 363. Wow, okay. All right, so we're going to go ahead and flip to 363. Hmm. Okay. Uh, The first question. If you were to pick the most... Or if you were to pick the moment at which you were the most jealous, when would it be? That's an easy one. (laughs) uh, A situation came to mind so fast. Okay, so obviously it involved an ex-girlfriend. Like, why wouldn't it be? And uh, like, we were dating for like a few months. But like, there's this dude that like went to our school that was like, man, bro, he was a player. Like he talked to all different types of girls, and just you know, he he had game for sure. And uh, I think he liked, I think he liked, uh, you know, this girl that I was dating. But like, I think they were already good friends. But see, I couldn't tell because he was like friends with everyone. So like, you know, it was hard to tell if he was like trying to flirt with my girl or something. So anyway, so like, I was off. I, I was um, I was away on vacation and like like he wished her a happy birthday but like in a really flirty way if that makes sense like he like posted it on his Snapchat story and like went all out saying like happy birthday and i was like okay that's kind of weird like i didn't even do that um cuz you know it's just not like i don't like i knew that they weren't that good of friends for him to like post on his story and everything so anyway i you know i I kind of questioned her about it. I was like, hey, like, uh, like he's not trying to slide in or anything, right? And she was like, oh, no, no, it's good. Well, anyway, like, I don't know, past the the next few weeks entailed, like, I don't know, they talked a lot. Like, it got to the point where they were talking probably more than me and this girl were, and I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right, this is, this is getting a little too much for me. At that point, I was, uh, I was pretty jealous to say the least. Um, I definitely asked her about it because I was very unsure about the whole situation. I don't really know what was going on. I felt like things were happening behind the scenes that I wasn't really aware of. Um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of made me upset because this dude, I felt like this dude was trying to slide in, like, while I'm dating this girl. And I'm like, bro, like, heck off. Oh, man, it was, it was rough. So, uh, so, yep, I think that's the moment where I've been the most jealous. That whole situation just made me so upset. Um, Yeah, so I, I, will, I won't get into, like, the end of it because, you know, uh, but we'll get into the next number. All right, our next number is 124. So we're going to flip to page 124. I wish I could say that in Spanish. That would be a lot cooler. All right, 124. Um, if you could teach your pet to do one thing, what would it be? I don't have a pet. Um If you could write letters to only one person for the rest of your life, who would receive them? Wow, that's a good question. Hm. If I could if I could write letters to only one person for the rest of your life, who would receive them? hmm Hmm. let's see on that one i would probably have to go with my sister because like i don't know we're, we're kind of like in the same age group so i don't know she'd get like a lot of things that like i'd write about i i would think um i'm trying to think about any one of my family um, I mean I can't really think of anything. I feel like my sister would be the mo- most relevant because she'd like understand what I'm talking about, I guess. Um, you know, I'm just like thinking, uh, let's see, if I wrote letters to people, I'd probably just talk about what's going on in my life and all that stuff. But if I had to write, yeah, honestly, yeah, probably my sister because think about it, if we got older and I'm still writing letters, she could like help me out with things and like But I don't know, that's so like See, writing letters is kind of I don't know irrelevant if you have direct communication already. So, like, why write a letter to someone when you just like text them or email them or something? So hmm, that is a good question. That's a good question. I don't know, it's kind of a tricky one, honestly. All right, let's go with the next number. 285. 285. Yeah, letters are cool. I wish a lot more people wrote letters. I wish that was a lot more, like, a mainstream thing to do. I feel like it's definitely, like, on the more sincere level, if that makes sense. But, you know, times change. All right, 285. If you had to pick one part of your anatomy dyed per- anatomy died permanently blue, what would you pick? What kind of question is that, dude? Blue... Like, my ear? Like, my left ear? How would you guys think of, like, my left ear being blue? Um, Dude, I don't know. I'm trying to think here. I'm, like, looking at myself like, hmm, what would I want blue right now? I mean, I guess your hair is part of your... No, it's not really part of your anatomy. It's just like, well, I mean, it kind of... I don't know. I honestly don't know, really, what the definition of anatomy means besides, like, a body part, you know, so. Um... Now, nah, if I did my toe, that'd be real weird. Like going to the beach and like you just see your, you just see one dude has like a blue toe. Pro, don't even get me started. That'd be so weird. Um, dude, like my elbow. I, dude, this is such like a weird question. Ooh, ooh. Wait a second. Could I pick like my internal anatomy, like my appendix? could I just have like my appendix blue? That's such an interesting question because like you could, Hmm, I'm trying to think here because you could either do like the inside of yourself or the outside, right? So like if you absolutely have to, but how would they make it blue? Like would you just snap your fingers and it's blue? Like wish it was that easy. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with that. Even if it's not allowed, I'm still going with that blue appendix. Sign me up. Let's get a number. Number. Let's get another number going. Twenty-six. We're going at the beginning of the book. We're going at the beginning of the book. All right. All right. All right. Mm, these questions are kind of. If you had the. Um. If you were kidnapped and allowed to telephone one person for one minute only, who would you call? That's a good one. That is a good one. My goodness, it's 6. Page 6. Um if you could have lived through any war in history without actually fighting in it, which would it be? That's a pretty good that's a pretty good one. Um well, if you think back to my World War 2 episode, um without without actually fighting it, if I had to live through any war, I mean, it would probably be World War II, right? Because modern medicine in World War I wasn't really good. Um, Oh, man, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not World War I. Um, we'll see here. I really can't think of any other war. Civil War? Oh, it would have been brutal. Even if I wasn't even fighting in it, like just living conditions were terrible. Um, without actually fighting in it, I think I'm going to lock in my answer with World War II because that's about as close as uh, to modern days you can get. I mean, well, I don't know. I could say Gulf War or like, you know, the Korean War or um, I don't know, but either of those were just sketchy, man. I mean, I guess that was pretty close, but if like, but like it's cool to say that you were around for World War II. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go with World War II just for the fact that I can say I lived through World War II. So um we'll go with that one. All right, and our next number is three twenty seven. We're going from the front of the book to the absolute back of the book. I ain't complaining. All right. Hmm. That's a good question. I'd call, uh, I've got a list of people I could call, but if I were kidnapped and allowed one minute to call someone, uh, let's see, I'd probably call my friend Zach because he knows a lot of people and he's helped me in a lot of situations, kind of similar to this, but not as quite as bad as getting kidnapped. So I feel like if I called Zach up, I'm like, hey, I'm in the back of a trunk right now and they've tossed me the BlackBerry and they're like, hey, yo, Nick, you got one minute. Um, yeah, I feel like he'd pull some strings together to get like a group of people to like come save me. Oh, man, that'd be nuts. He, uh, He, you know, he rides a Harley and he's like a pretty cool guy all around. So I feel like he could definitely like string together a team and be like, all right. We we got our boy Nick and he's uh, he's kidnapped right now. I think we gotta, you know, because I obviously I'd tell Zach like the location. Well, I mean, at least try to. Um I wouldn't say it'd be like a cool situation, but it'd be like I don't know if it turned if it turned out good, it'd be a pretty bomb part of a movie. Am I right? So like I'd be in the trunk. I call Zach up, I'm like, Hey Zach, like I'm in a trunk right now, like I need help. He's like, Oh shoot, I got you. So he calls up a couple of his buddies and he's like, Hey, we got to go find my friend. And like, they're all just like riding up like guns out. Just like, Oh man. Okay. I'm probably making, I'm probably making it out way cooler than it really would be. Um, but if it actually came down to it, I'd, I'd probably call. Yeah. I'd probably call Zach cause he, he would probably um, figure out a way to get to me and help me out with that. So yeah, that, that'd be gnarly. So all right, uh, let's go back to the number generator. If you were to define the perfect divorce, what would you say? All right, that's such an easy question. Perfect divorce. The perfect divorce situation is uh, your ex-wife. Well, in this case, in this situation, my ex-wife. So my ex-wife, we'd be homies. For some reason, it just didn't work out. She's like, "Hey, you know, I got to I got to, you know, I got to move on from you. Your nose just like isn't isn't good looking. Your eyes look like spaghetti. I, you know, we, we just I just got to end it." And I'm like, "Hey, you know what? That's all good. That is perfectly fine." So we split, I get everything. Usually in a divorce, uh, you know, the uh the two people uh, their assets get split in half or something like that or like if one person has like drug problems or like felonious charges or something like, you know, the other person will usually, um, get most of the assets, I believe. So in a perfect scenario, me and the ex-wife homies, we're still hanging out, going to the movies, all that good stuff. And I get all the assets, right? Somehow my divorce lawyer pleads to the judge, Hey, this guy, Nick knows how to manage money, take care of things, take care of the assets, take care of the kids. Um, if he has any, so I think he deserves all assets. Judges like perfect. Nick gets full rights to everything he owns and the wife gets nothing. I I'm being dead serious. That is the perfect divorce scenario because think about it. You don't want to lose anything. You don't want to give up any of your assets to a person you don't necessarily like anymore. Um, so yeah, that would be the perfect divorce scenario. You and the the ex-wife are still homies. You get all your assets and, um, and you don't lose any money. Better yet, you win a lawsuit that profits you money for some weird reason. You decide to go against your wife and like, I don't know, she made fun of me too many times in the bedroom and you bring that to court and the judge is like, wow, you know, you're right. $200,000, Two hundred thousand dollars, bada bing, bada boom. Um, any situation along those lines would be darn near perfect. I'm trying to think of any other situation that would make a divorce perfect. Um, let's see. See, I don't know how taxes work whenever you get divorced. So, like, whenever you're married, you get tax benefits compared to when you're single. But I don't know how it affects taxes when you're divorced. That's kind of a tricky question, but. That would be, that would be so perfect. I don't think this is the law, but like, think about it. If you were to get a divorce, but still maintain your tax benefits, like you were married, that's just a perfect world. That is just, I can't think of anything better than that. Um, So yeah, I think that's my breakdown for the perfect divorce. Not that I've ever experienced anything like that. um, But if that were to happen, that's how I would want it to go. Uh, our next number is 280, page 280, so I'm flipping to that right now. My gosh, that would be funny. All right, 280. If you were to pick the most romantic city or foreign country you know, which would you, which would win? Oh, I thought I was going to say, which would you pick? If you were to pick the most romantic city or foreign country you know, which would win? That's kind of a weird, weird question. Um. Okay, oh man, cliche answer, probably Paris. Um, that's like, w- w- what's the nickname? Love City or something? The City of Love, I think that's it. I've never been to Paris, um, but I don't know. I feel like it's kind of known for that, right? I can't really think off the top of my head. What is the most romantic city or foreign country you know? Um... Oh, man. I don't know. No city is really like romantic if that makes sense. Um I'm Trying to think. Uh Yeah, I don't know. Kind of, kind of a kind of a question I really don't have an answer for. So we're we're saying Paris just for the sake of the question. Number 133 is our next question. Or our next page of questions, should I say? I'll uh, see here. Oh, oh, we're going into the if two. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so this isn't. Okay, so this is kind of like an introductory page. So we're just gonna hit it again. Number fifteen. Boom. If you were to have one famous person alive from history, stranded with you on an island forever, who would you want it to be? My goodness, what a question. If you were to have one famous person alive or from history, stranded with you on an island forever, who would it be? Fudge, man. There's... I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Hollywood actors. I'm thinking of like German engineers. Oh man, the question is: Do I pick someone smart or someone dumb? They're either gonna get us off the island or entertain me. Oh man, okay. Uh, I can't I can't pick Einstein, Albert Einstein, because he doesn't speak English. Um, dude, I have to like talk to him in sign language to Hey man, we need to get off this Island. Can you make something that can do that? Oh man, that's a great question. See the good questions always take the longest to answer, but like, I don't know. I I feel like it's worth it it if you come up with something good. Okay. If I were to have one famous person alive or from history, crap, dude, that's such a difficult question. There's so many people that can help me with this. Um, oh man, dude. Marilyn Monroe. No, nah, I'm kidding. But th- dude, imagine me and Marilyn Monroe just bullying on an island. Um, Brad Pitt. I don't think he can help me at all. Um, oh man, who has experience on an island? Amelia Earhart. Wow, that was a bad joke. Um, let's see. Ooh, Tom Hanks would be a good one because all we would need to do is find a volleyball and boom, I would know the end of uh I'd know the end of the story right then and there. And then he's got to cut his leg on a coral reef and just, you know, all that good stuff. Um Yo, I just thought of the best. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner. Elon Musk. That is my true and honest answer for this situation. Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, hands down. Do you know how fast we would get off that island? Well, I don't know. It says, stranded with you on an island forever. But, like, could it really be forever? Like, if we're stranded on an island, there's got to be civilization nearby. So, sooner or later... We would come up, unless my boy Elon just gets taken out by lightning. Um, Yeah, unless we're just chilling out one day, thunderstorm comes, and just blasts my homies off the face of the earth. Unless that happens, we're getting off that island. He's going to sit there for like five minutes, formulate what to do, come up with, okay, so mm, if we're on an island, there's got to be trees. And trees have wood. So he would come up with some type of raft, right. That would efficiently get us off of the Island into the water and out to sea. Um, I, I, I honestly think, you know, I'm not the stupidest person ever. So I would also aid in the construction of the raft and figuring out the logistics of how we're going to get out of there. So, but even then, okay, okay, even then, let's, let's back up, rewind a couple minutes. Let's say it is forever. Let's say if, if uh, you know, let's say if there absolutely was no way, no way we were getting off that island, it'd still be a great time. Do you, okay, can you imagine the conversations you would have with Elon Musk? You could sit there and talk about anything. And he would know about it. Um, and he's also a pretty funny guy. I don't know if you've watched any of his interviews or something. Uh, but he seems like a pretty funny guy with a good sense of humor. So, you know, he, he definitely carried his weight on the Joe Rogan podcast. So if I was stuck on an island with Elon Musk, like, I don't know, pretty ideal scenario. If uh, if you're stuck on the island, you got a good person to talk to. Um, if you have the ability to get off the island he's gonna figure out a way how to um either way i see it as a win-win with uh with being stranded on an island with elon so uh i think i think that's who i'm choosing all right probably uh one of the last questions we'll go to number 179 so that's page 179 these have been pretty good questions i'm not gonna lie I really didn't know how this was going to go, but it turned out to be a lot better than I thought. Oh, man. If you had to name the most difficult goodbye you've ever said, what would it be? Oh, man. um, That's a great question, but I really can't say I've said uh, a pretty difficult goodbye to anyone. Um leaving my last job was pretty tough um, I liked a lot of the people I worked with they were awesome but you know I just had to move on to to bigger and better things um, but I I wouldn't consider that as my most difficult goodbye you know I feel like I feel like you'd relate that to like saying goodbye to a relative or like a friend or something that you wouldn't see for a long time. Um oh, yo, I just thought of kind of a good one. my yeah, the most difficult goodbye you've ever said um would probably be when my two best friends moved away. so in our group, there's like eight of us, I believe, eight or ten of us total, and... Two of the guys, after after our senior year of high school, they moved away to North Carolina to go to a NASCAR school, and that was kind of like I don't know, you know, they were moving like across the country compared to us. So um, I didn't really we didn't know when the next time we were going to see them was at. Um, we didn't know if they were going to like permanently move down there or. Um, you know, it was, it was rough cause I, I, you know, I mean, they were across the country and like, they were kind of getting on with their lives. So I didn't, you know, all of us really didn't know what was going to happen past then. So, um, yeah, the last day that they left, uh, yeah, it was sad. We were all like kind of tearing up, like saying our goodbyes to them. So yeah, no, that was easily the most difficult goodbye, just because we didn't know what was going to happen, you know. So, uh, yeah, no. So that, that was probably my um most difficult goodbye. All right, last question, or I guess last answer, uh, is on page number 18. All right, page number 18. Um, if you could have one person... Oh, yo, if you could have one person alive today call you for advice, who would you want it to be? One person alive today, if you could have one person alive today call you for advice, who would you want it to be? Um, man, that's a great question. Uh, You know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of like all my buddies I grew up with. Ooh, okay, 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 I think I've got an answer for this one. If I could call, if you could have one person alive today call you for advice, who would you want it to be? Okay, so in like junior or senior year, there was this kid who was, who uh, everybody called him Tag. So Tag, I actually met at the skate park like two or three years before he ended up in one of my classes. Um, He was in my... Wait, no. He was in my basketball class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in my basketball class, junior or senior year. And uh, he was, like, a few years younger than me. And uh, he was kind of good at skating, but, like, he eventually got better. But, like, I don't know. I always saw him as, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say, like, necessarily as, like, a little brother. Um, but, like, we had a pretty good relationship for uh, for him being, like, I don't know, like three years younger than me, maybe. I don't know. I feel like he would, if, I feel like if he would call me and like ask for advice. Yeah, I don't know what advice he would ask me about. Um, I don't know, like girls, money, school. I don't know. All of those I think I could help him out with pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I always loved helping him out, uh, like at the skate park or, I don't know, at school we didn't really, like, we talked a bunch, but like, I don't know, I never really got to know him too well, but like, he was always a great person to talk to, so yeah, if I had to choose one person to call me for advice, I would have my buddy tag, because I would love to help him out on anything he, uh, he needs help on, so that's who I probably would go with on that one. Um. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the episode there. I uh, thank you guys for joining me on this wonderful Saturday morning, and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed answering uh, those questions with me. Uh, you know, this was kind of a spontaneous episode. Like I said, I um, I was thinking about this yesterday. I literally had no idea what to do about uh, about to do about this episode. Um, I yeah, you know, it's kind of been a busy week. Uh, a lot going on, helping a lot of people out. So. I really didn't take the time to sit down and think about what to do for this episode, but you know, honestly, I think it turned out all right. Definitely got my brain thinking. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys had a great time sitting here and listening to me talk. I'm going to go eat cause I'm a little on the hungry side. So, uh, we're going to go fill my belly after this is wrapped up and all that good stuff and a, you know, get it uploaded and you listen to it and all that good jazz. All right. Um, Episode fifteen is gonna wrap up there. I will see you guys next week uh, for another episode of the Freedom Falls podcast. And I hope you guys had a great time listening to me. And I will see you guys this time next week. And uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. All right, I'll uh, I'll catch you later. And uh, yeah, peace out.